Welcome to the Fearless Fostering Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burst, LCSW, a foster and adoptive and bio mama and a therapist in private practice. I'm here to help foster mamas feel seen, heard, and supported on their journey. From quick, actionable steps to make your foster care journey easier to interviews with foster and adoptive mamas, the Fearless Fostering Podcast delivers education and encouragement weekly. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Fearless Fostering Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burse, LCSW, and today I'm super excited to be chatting with Ashley Stefro. She is a foster mama and a bio mama, and she's going to be sharing all about her life with us. So welcome. Hey, I'm so excited. Thanks for being here. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about what your family looks like right now? So right now it is me and my husband, our two dogs, and our biological daughter, Ember, who is four months old. Cool. Okay, great. And how has it been four months old? That's like, is she sleeping? Okay. Is she not? (laughs) It depends on the day, right? When we think that we have it made and figured out, then she like throws something else at us, like a sleep regression or teething or something, you know, she keeps us on our tip. I know. I love the name Ember. That's so pretty. Thank you so much. It was kind of crazy because we, so we have only fostered, well, until until we found out we were pregnant, we had only fostered boys. Like it was just, they only called us for boys. I don't really know why. I'm not convinced that that didn't get like messed up on our application somewhere or something that we only requested boys, but we didn't. So we were convinced she was a boy. And then when we found out she was a girl, we were, we had just gotten home from church and we just had, it's kind of crazy. I just had beauty from the ashes um, on my mind. And we actually had, we had two miscarriages um, in the year before um, Ember. So we got home and we opened our little envelope and found out she was a girl. And I was like, Brandon, I know you think I'm crazy, but her name is Ember. And that's, that's her name. So we never hesitated. I don't know why. Just a God thing, I guess. But Beautiful story though. Just gosh, isn't that what he does? Like, wow. Oh, I'm going to like cry. I love that. I'll do that. <laughs> Okay. So tell me like foster care, how did you get started with it? How did you decide that this was something you guys wanted to pursue? Yeah. So I've kind of talked a little bit about this before, but it foster care, you know, some people are like, I grew up wanting to foster, um, or they knew someone that was fostering. And for us, it was just not something that we ever really talked about or discussed, or, um, I think one time we discussed adopting maybe one day and we were those people that said, Oh, we could never foster because we would get way too attached. We said that. (laughs) And one day it was like the Lord just placed it on my heart and, um, kind of out of nowhere. And I talked to my husband about it and he was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, um, he was still very much like, don't think that's what our family's supposed to do, but we'll pray about it. And so we spent months praying about it and it just, it wouldn't go away. Like it was just on my heart and on my mind. And so finally we spent about a month, like praying very specifically, Lord, one of our hearts has to change because we're one way or the other, whatever your will is just one of us, our hearts has to change. And I guess after that, it was about a month of us praying that specific prayer. And Brandon was like, okay, I think that we're supposed to do this. And so 
the week, let's see, the week of our first anniversary, we went to our first orientation and started the classes and it just kind of rolled from there. Um, and that was been, that's been about two years now. So. Yeah. Whoa, that's amazing. I love hearing stories like that. Sometimes I think I have had the experience, I should say, <laughs> that sometimes I'm like, I need to cajole my husband or like, if he doesn't think the same thing I do, like, once you're just going to get on board and I'm like, it's so good when we're just like, let God just do it. Like, let God do it. We don't need to like be the people <laughs> manipulating all the things. And I love that your, your attitude and his attitude was just like, let's pray about this. Let's really be diligent in prayer. That's so good. That didn't come at first, but <laughs> yeah, that's where we ended up. And I'm glad we did. Same. And thank you for saying that. I feel like that's like a very nice, like distinction. Like, you know, we weren't just yeah, all no, perfectly perfect though. <laughs> yeah. No, like I said, there were months before where I was like, no Brandon, this is what we were supposed to be doing. Yeah. I've been there myself. <laughs> so, and like, we're having our second kid now. And he's like, I don't think so. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> it always works out how it's supposed to, but yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you did that orientation class and then you got licensed obviously. And then about when did you guys get your first um, foster kiddo? So after we got our license, we were so convinced that it was like going to be an immediate thing. You know, we have our license. They need us. We're going to get called. And that didn't happen. We spent, our, we spent about two months probably before we had our first placement. We got a couple calls and then it something fell through and they didn't end up with us. But I remember waiting in the beginning and it was like, every time my phone would ring, I'm like jumping, like thinking that it's a social worker calling. So like the spam calls, oh, I was losing it. Cause I'd get these random numbers calling me and I'm convinced that like, it's somebody with the baby. Same. <laughs> but so I, it was a couple months before we got our first placement. I think we got licensed in September and it was either the end of November or beginning of December that we got our first placement. And what was that like for you guys? It was as crazy as we thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, it was one of those things. It was a call. We have two little boys, a 10 month old little boy and his two year old brother. Can you take him? And it's funny because I was so prepared with like all the Pinterest lists of these are the questions that you ask when a social worker calls you. And I got an, I don't know, <laughs> to every single one of them, um, <laughs> every single one. So all we knew were two little boys. They showed up at our door with the clothes that they were wearing. The two-year-old had on a pair of little house shoes that were three sizes too small. Um, and that's, that was it. That's, it was as crazy as we thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was, you know, a midnight trip to the, to the store to find pajamas and clothes and all the things because they didn't have it. Mm -hmm. But what a life change, like right in a second, you know, it's just oh. like, that is never lost on me. Just that like you wake up and your life is this, and then you go to bed and you're like, Oh, just kidding. <laughs> it's completely <laughs> different. Oh, I know. When I, um, when I got pregnant with Ember, I actually was like, what am I supposed to do for the next eight months. Like what we have to wait. And this is yes. different. <laughs> yeah, so then what was, so how long were those two little ones with you? They were with us only about a week and we were very surprised that they left, but I think that's happened with, <laughs> it never goes as we think that it's going to. I think that's common for everybody in foster care, but, um, they were with us about a week before they went to a family member. So, okay. 
Yes. It is so crazy. The level of like the unknown, like I I don't know any other situation. I'm sure something exists in a similar, (laughs) but I'm like, what is the same as literally being like, tell me something about the two kids you're about to bring me. And they're like, I don't know. I don't know. Same. Like when we had our, when our daughter was born, I was like, okay, like, you know, is she healthy? Like, what does she weigh? Like this and that. And they're like, I don't know. I don't know. And like, well, do you know her name? And they're like, I think it's this. And I was like, all right, we'll just wait till she gets here. Then <laughs> like, there's just, yes, yes. And the unknown as, as far as the case is going to go as well. It's like, that's another thing people don't understand. It's like, you don't know. <laughs> until right. Yes. And then people are asking you questions about it and you're like, no, I seriously have no idea. <laughs> like, I'm not I being coy. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we actually, you were talking about names, our foster son D who he was, he's been our longest placement. He was with us seven months and we actually, it was not until he was reunified that we learned that he was supposed to go by his middle name. Like we called him one name, his first name for seven months. And then (laughs) He started going by his middle name and apparently that's what he went by the first year of his life and nobody told us, nobody knew. And yeah, yeah so it's been, that's been an adjustment too. <laughs> yeah. Trying to call him his, his new name, new name yeah. to us. But. Oh my gosh. Yes. That is literally like, that's the perfect example of like, literally who knows what's going on. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm laughing. It's not funny, but I'm, I'm like laughing it's, so I don't cry because it's just you so, have to laugh. you have to laugh. It's so true. Hi friends. I just wanted to pop on and let you know that there is something I am so excited about. It's called fearless fostering a deeply connected six month group coaching program for foster mamas. And it is launching in June. This brand new program for foster mamas includes a luxury retreat, a curated community of foster mom friends and ongoing coaching with me. Applications are open June 21st and will be reviewed on a first come first serve basis. So join the waitlist today at fearlessfostering.com and you'll be the first to be notified when applications open. Okay. So what would you say has been the most, the most difficult moment of foster care for you so far? I think that definitely, Oh, that's a, that's a big question. The most difficult part just in general has been the worry, like the worry about the kids, you know, they come to you so quickly. And in our experience, they leave just as quickly. The notice for us has been, we've never had more than a day's really a few hours notice that a child was leaving our home. And so they leave and you're just constantly, you don't have, you don't have them there with you anymore to protect them and take care of them. And most of our placements we haven't heard from after they've left. So it's just that constant, are they okay? Do they, are they looking for me? Like, I think that would be it. Just the worrying about them when they leave, just not knowing and not being there to protect them anymore. And really, even when they're with us, there's only so much that we can, I mean, as foster parents, we have no control over anything. So it's just hard releasing that and just trusting the Lord to protect them um, wherever they are and whatever they're dealing with. It's, it's just, I think that's the hardest part is just worrying about the kids. Mm-hmm. So. How do you deal with that now, especially because you've got Ember? Like, how do you manage oh. that worry? So we have not had a placement since Ember has been born. So 
but it's given me an all new respect (laughs) and it's just changed my mindset so much. I feel like, yeah, (laughs) it's just, it changes a lot of things and the worry changes a little bit and it's just so different. It is. Mm -hmm. How would you say it's like, how would you say it's mostly different or most different between Ember versus mine? It feels like we can breathe a little bit. Mm -hmm. I feel like So as foster parents for us, I feel like we've spent so much time just holding our breath, like Mm -hmm. awaiting whatever it is to come and not knowing. And it just feels like we can breathe a little bit. Like we are at home with our baby and that is where she's going to be. And so we don't have to worry about, I mean, us being so attached and worry about where she's going to go. Like we would a foster child. And then all of our friends and family, I mean, our foster children are I mean, they're with them too, and they get attached. And so it just, it's just such a, a breath of fresh air, um, to not, to not have to worry about those things. That's such a good way of putting it. I feel like right when we got the information that we could adopt our son out of foster care, I, I like remember that phone call. And I think I had this, like, this like guttural noise, like came out of me on the phone. I was like, surprised by it and my sons were in the other room and they're like what like what's going on and I was like but I, it was almost as if I didn't realize but I had been holding my breath for the entire time that we had had him like mm-hmm. and I could let it out and breathe like it was so that's just such a good way of putting it because it's just you're right like as moms we just worry about these kids we just love them like our own and we want the best for them right and we just have that so little control over what it's going to be so exactly Exactly. It's so hard. So you've had all of your foster kiddos reunify or go with family, right? Yes. Yes. So how has that been for you guys? And what have, how have you found like joy in that, even though we know it's hard, but it's obviously the goal of foster care. How do you find the joy in that? A whole lot of prayer to be honest, because it's not something that comes natural. And, but nothing about foster care is natural. So it's not supposed to feel comfortable. It's a, there's a broken world and it's a broken system. And so it's been hard. It's been very hard. We try to stay in touch if we are allowed to, you know, once they go back to a family member or to their biological parents, it's really up to them for as far as communication goes. And so with one of our placements, our longest placement D, he his family has been very involved with us and included us in a lot of things, which is amazing. Out of five kids, that's the only, the only one that has been that way. Um, and that helps, but it's really, I don't know. I probably drive social workers crazy because I'm like seeing <laughs> them and I'm like, Hey, I'm just checking in to see how so-and-so is doing. <laughs> I'm sure they get tired of seeing my name pop up on their phone, but yeah, a lot of prayer because like I said, it's just not something that's going to come natural because nothing about this is natural. I know I actually am still in touch with our social worker for that was my son's social worker. we have a different one now I know but she's just like she remembered his birthday the other day and she texted us I didn't even like I mean she's like how is he how's he doing I'm like oh my gosh you are such an angel like it's like so I feel like the caseworkers are probably happy that you're checking in and I hope so they're all different, but I'm always like, am I being annoying? Good. Cause this is, this is me loving these children. <laughs> I love you too, but I love these children. Yes, yes. Exactly. 
Yeah. Well, I'm just so thankful for everything that you're sharing online and just like everything about your motherhood journey, both foster care and with Ember. Um, and so I would love for people to be able to continue to follow you. Where can they find you online? So I spend most of my time over on Instagram. I'm at Ashley E. Stepro. It's not as complicated as it sounds, um, but yep. So I spend a lot of time over there. I do talk a lot about foster care. There's really nothing that I don't talk about over there. Um, but yeah, I, that's the I, best. I yes. love that. Just sharing it. Life as it happens. That's so good. Real life for sure. <laughs> that's what we need more of in this world is just real life. And I love that, especially with moms and foster care too. I'm like, let's just be real. Let's just be all the way real. Absolutely. Like I just posted on my story that I've washed the same load of towels four times. No, that's not true. For four days, I have washed them because I keep forgetting to move them. Gosh, same. At least like, I feel like at least you have like the four month old excuse. I'm like, what is my brain's issue? Like, I was a hot mess before. I mean, it's yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. I'm always like, okay, these officially don't smell like clean clothes anymore. So I gotta, let's just start over. Let's just start over. Yes. Don't get me started on the massive pile of clean clothes on my downstairs couch. So I'm like, Ooh, I will fold those eventually. We won't even go. I know. I'm like, please social worker, don't go down there. Don't look at the big massive mountain of laundry pile. <laughs> oh, I know. I was very quick to when social workers come like throw everything I can on the bed and shut the door and hope they yeah. can. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my word. That could be a whole podcast episode oh, of like oh, moments yeah. when they've gone places you didn't want them to go. Yeah. We actually just painted our how our a lot of our house on the inside uh-huh. and while we were while the pandemic was going on. We're like, we might as well just paint everything. And then we didn't realize that the people before us used oil-based paint and we were just like, it's a light color. Like we probably don't need to prime it. And so literally there's like paint peeling off the walls in a couple different places. And so like every time this, we have it, my husband's a teacher, so he's off now for the summer. So he's got to like go back and sand it and like, you know, prime it and paint it, which is fine. But we were waiting for the summer. So we've had two social worker visits and I'm like, uh, it's new paint. It's not um, lead-based. It is going to be fixed in the next time that you come over, but just like look away please well thank you so much for chatting this has been a super fun conversation and i appreciate you and yeah just good luck with everything and god bless you guys thank you so much this was so fun